Warning, the Grow Your Salon Fast Show contains content that may offend. The hosts don't care. If you want to grow your salon fast, keep listening and find out more at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com. But for now, here's your hosts, Vagar Svanberg and Kat Smith. Hello and welcome to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show. Hello, Kat. How are you today? Hello, Vagar. I'm really well. What have you been up to lately? Um, I have been seeing Captain Sabretooth. Who? Captain Sabretooth. Don't you know who that is? Uh, have you never heard of Captain Sabretooth, the famous pirate? Mm, he can't be that famous if I haven't heard of him. Have you ever been to Norway? Oh, have, have I been to Norway? Have you ever been in the Caribbean? I mean, he's, he's all sure over the place, you know, no. world's seven seas and, you know. You're not talking about Captain Pugwash? I'm talking about Captain Sabretooth. He's a pirate. He has his own ship. Okay. And I just <laughs> came back from a city called Kristiansand where we lived in his harbour. And he came in every morning to wake up us and the kids on his pirate ship. And Let he sang ask, songs and he's really dangerous and scary. And I almost wet my pants. <laughs> or, almost. Viking well, whipped your pants. Yeah, well, my, my kids. It must have been bloody scary. Yeah, it was really scary. No, he's, yeah. Yes, that's what I've been doing. I've also been, um, I took my family out at sea in a boat that was one or two sizes too small. Uh, <laughs> there were big waves. Uh, my four-year-old loved it. Everyone else hated it. Uh, oh, no. No, she loved the bumpy <laughs> ride. Oh, uh, Yeah. Oh, there's a business lesson there, by the way. Really? I have a business lesson from the uh, boat thing. No, I rented a boat. So I figured that, no, I just stayed there one night. So to get the um, really speedy boat, I would have to rent it for two days. That was a minimum lease. So I just rented a a small boat just for one day because I didn't, you know, want to rent it for two days when I was going to leave the next day. So I regretted that the minute we got to sea because I should (laughs) have chosen the fast boat because then I could just, you know... Uh, just put the power on and off you go. Yeah. So anyway, that yeah. was the business lesson from that. Norwegians love boats, don't they? Sorry? Norwegians love messing about in boats. Oh, yeah. Um, I, was, I was almost born in a boat, actually. <laughs> almost. No, that's <laughs> not true. But I've been uh, at sea, you know, from I was one or two years old, or three years old or something. Really? You so didn't know that, did you? Norwegians do. Well, actually, you know, Kiwis are like that. We have a lot of... Uh, Ocean, a lot of lakes, a lot of rivers. So, yeah, we spend a lot of time messing about in boats. And a lot of earthquakes. Yeah, we do have a lot of earthquakes. Yeah, and your land is rising, isn't it? Some of it is, yeah. Parts of it are. Yeah, we're gaining more land. (laughs) Woohoo! So, what have you been up to then? Oh, what have I been up to? I've been uh, uh, messing about with the mini QB of E because she's been on holiday now for four weeks. Oh, Oh, no. She's got another seven weeks to go. All right. Why do they oh, do well, this to parents? My seven kids started kindergarten them. again today. So I hate you. I'm free again. So, yeah. Finally no, I do love my daughter. But, yeah, I love teachers more. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, 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 what are we talking about today? Because nobody cares about us and our boring lives. Speaking of nobody caring about us, we are going to talk about websites today. Great. And Perfect. you just if revealed the first mistake people make on their website. Oh, okay. So we're talking about mistakes that people make on their websites. Yes, we are. And how to fix them. Okay, cool. 
Actually, that's really good because a majority of people uh, do think they need a website for their business. And I guess in this day and age, if you don't have space on the World Wide Web, you can't be found very well. So it's a good tool to have. But I guess what we will be talking about will be why you should have one, how this, how that works, but what mistakes you should avoid when you are. I, I, w- I would first, yeah, I would first like to kill the myth that you don't need a website anymore. I've seen, I see more and more people saying that you don't really need a website anymore. That all you need okay. is a Facebook page and a Twitter account and an Instagram account and stuff to make business to, to do business. I would just like to kill that right now. What you want to do <laughs> is to build a kill platform. Me. Yes. Okay. Do you need to come down? <laughs> got a bit agitated. I thought Captain Sabretooth was coming out. Yeah, well, I got influenced. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, what I mean so is that you have... need to build a platform on your own that you own and you control. That's really important. And two of the big guns here are your website and your email list. So build your own stuff. If you rely solely on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, or what ever you prefer you are depending on someone else you are basing your business basically on someone else's business and their decisions and you could potentially be gone tomorrow and you're at their mercy exactly but i and i guess too with those kind of platforms like facebook and what have you you start looking the same as everybody else because they require you to have very similar advertising etc etc you have to use their templates so you start looking the same and this is getting worse. Stand, want to stand out in the crowd, yeah? Yes, and I must say that that's getting worse. When a new platform emerges like Facebook did and like Google AdWords and stuff like that, for those who knew what that is, uh, you were, you know, in the beginning, you are relatively free to do what you want, but then things start to happen. The platform grows. They get more, they risk getting sued for various reasons. We'll get back to that in, in some later episode, probably. Uh, there are many reasons that that... that makes them tighten the rules, basically. Well, so, they make a lot of money and they want to protect their money, so they have exactly. to count out to certain yeah, in institutions. In a nutshell, that's, that's yep. the reason why. So if you depend on everyone, if you put yourself at the people's mercy, that, that means that you could potentially end up without a business. This actually, this has happened before. This is not, yeah. you know, just a theoretical or hypothetical risk. This happened when Google updated their search engine a few years ago. People who relied on so-called SEO, search engine optimization, suddenly found themselves wiped off the internet the next day because they didn't show up in the search results anymore the you next be, day. You would be pretty pissed off with that, they wouldn't you? That, yeah, that was because, you know, people started to use tricks and stuff to get people to, to, to be visible in the search engines and then Google decided that this does not make good user experience. So we have to do something about that else people will stop using our search engine. So they updated the search engine and lots of business owners found out that, you know, they could be found on the internet. BMW was banned for a prolonged period of time, actually, because they used wow. special tricks. So it can be really expensive. Um, and what you basically want to do is build your own platform. So that's the bottom line. A website. That's the bottom thing. line. You, you still need a website. We don't know how many years you will need your website, but as things are right now, you still need a website. Cool. Okay, so well, that's not, that I, I guess that's not entirely true. I guess you could do without, but you know what I mean. You probably need Yeah, but it's a tool you should have in your arsenal to yes, collect exactly. information from people. Blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So oh, wait. You said, oh, 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 you jumped ahead there, didn't you? To, Did I? Oh, yeah. You said to collect um, yeah, information. Let, yeah. Just ignore me. 
Yeah. Ignore me. I'm getting overexcited. You know, when you're stripping, you shouldn't just take all your clothes <laughs> Give off. it all. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I knew I was doing something wrong. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can do, you can do a test. I can, I can guide you, you know. <laughs> you're all heart, big auntie, yeah. all heart. Well, you can guide me. I'm open to that as well. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, you mentioned something initially where you talk about all about you. Yeah. What did you yeah, that's that? not all about us. Nobody really cares about us. Uh, actually, if they do, you not... else they wouldn't be here, actually. Yeah, well, that's true. But anyway, uh, the most common mistake I see on websites is the word I, we, mine, my. Us. And that is because and ours, yeah. Uh, and it's actually even worse when it's ours and we because we just become something very general. I and my is a little bit better, but it's not good. So if you have a website that is written about our salon is the best salon because we give the best customer service and we've been doing that for the last 20 years and we're the nicest place on the high street well, to come from. i already. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. It's not about we and our. And I've been in this industry for such a long time that I've seen things fashion come and go, but I know what's best for you. Yeah. Again, who cares? Um, it's Boring. not about you. It's not about we. It's not about our. If you go and even just change those words to you, yeah. your, which is actually talking to your potential client, saying your needs and your wants and I understand your problems and you can say I have a solution for you, but you are talking about them and their problems because that's what a client wants to hear. They want to know about themselves. They want to know what you can do for them. They don't really care how long you've been in business other than, in fact, they don't. Even a new salon and someone well, who's well, just started that. Uh, uh, yes, what uh, better? Some, some might care, but if they care, yeah, they go to somewhere on your website where you maybe mention, you know, but it's not your going. main message, no. Exactly. People go to find information about their problem. Yeah. So you need to be speaking to them and to their problems. So if you've got a website that's all about you or all about your team or all about how beautiful your salon looks, that's a big turn off and you are killing the amount of people who are going to come in to see you. So, you know, when I did the research for my book, my, my Boost Your Salon book, I, 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 yeah, yeah, I went to many websites for, for hairdressing websites. And wow. you know what? What I typically found, I, I distilled that all that I found into you know one single thing that everyone did, and that was welcome to business. We do mm. everything here. Uh, uh, we have solid knowledge. We understand what you need. Uh, um, we focus on service and well-being. We've been here since nineteen ninety-five. Um, the company was started by, blah, blah, blah. you know, that's actually what people tend to write on the front page. That what uh, Yeah, means and because customer. everybody's doing it, you just yeah. become the same as everybody else. There's nothing to differentiate the, you. Yeah, there's from a, there's a, someone down the yeah. road has written the same thing. There's, a, there's something you can look for. If you go to your website and it starts with welcome here, welcome, or welcome, to, to, welcome to blah, 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 there's a sign you might have to change something. I'm not saying you most but there's a sign you, you should have to look at you it. definitely you should should. probably take that off should. it depends on how you Thanks continue off from that, but yeah 
you're a creative industry, you can think of something far more interesting than welcome to my website. And the first exercise you can do is change, stop using the words we, stop using us, stop using I, change that with you and see what happens. You and Uh, more. uh, Actually, talking about you. Exactly. Talking about you, you that is called weeing all over the place. <laughs> and that's not that's not it's so not we don't do that in social settings and we don't do, we do that on the websites we don't we all over the place so talk about you talk okay. about them not yourself really important yeah. and speak to the problem you're looking for a place where you can sit and relax and not be bombarded with how was your holiday questions for an hour you can come into the salon and relax and get the local newspaper and have the best coffee and you will not be disturbed except for how do you like it? That kind of thing. It's easy to change. It's very simple and symptomatic, but it's not hard to do. Just talk to, just rephrase the questions as you, thinking about. Ah, Make about them. Client. And that's, that's really important. About, yeah. The good the yeah. good salesman, they put themselves in the customer's shoes. So they do a lot of research about the customer, what the customer cares about, what keeps them awake at night and that kind of stuff. That's what you need to be writing about because that's what your customer cares about. I'm sorry to say once again that the customer doesn't care much about you. I mean, he might like you and he might, you know, get to know you and like you because of that, but initially he's not that into you, he's into, you know, what you can do for him. That's what you need to talk about. And that actually goes along for the mistake, second mistake, which is uh, people putting too many pictures and being too busy. The whole whole pages are busy, full of scrolling images and um, gorgeous stuff that you might have done. If we had... Actually, nobody cares about that either. No, that's actually... I would would upgrade my previous expression and call that wanking all over the place because that's all about (laughs) you as well. Yes, but it nice. is because you're trying to tell them how good you are and what you can do and look at the, you know, hairstyles I can do and look at the extensions I can do and stuff like that. But, you know, pictures do have a place. I'm not saying not use pictures, but you have to think. Yeah, exactly. And you should be proud of your work and that's fine. Yes, but your website's not necessarily a place to advertise all of that. You can have scrolling photos and you're selling on a nice little you know, photo thing that scrolls hundreds of things, whatever. You can have a little magazine that you produce with all your pictures in it and be proud of it. But it's not that the website's not the place. It's a huge piece of real estate and it costs a lot of money to build. So you want to make sure it's working for you, not just being a dick extension, I guess. Or... or- yeah, let's oh, go there. Something. Yeah, something else. <laughs> You're listening to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show with Kat and Vagard. Remember to sign up for the podcast updates and special bonuses at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com. Right, so cats. Poor design is what you're really talking about here. And yeah. we don't need, and it's important to distinguish between poor design as in or, you know, aesthetical design and functionality because forms follow function. And that is really a hard concept to grasp when you're really, you know, you want to show yourself, you want to show what you can do. Uh, But what form follows function really mean is that, you know, you have to make sure that the website does what it's supposed to do first 
And then there's nothing wrong with having a good design, a good looking website. There's nothing wrong with that. But you just have to make sure that, that you know, what you want people to do is what, yeah. And you have something there called the most wanted response, which you have to think through. And that's what, what do you want your customers to do when they're on your website? What would you like them to do? Because most people have used their website as a big business card where they, you know, basically their contact information is information about themselves. They don't really offer anything. They don't do anything to get the customer they want. This is where you position yourself and try to get people to get in touch with you. That's normally the um, thing you want is either to, you know, for you can have two, two, you can have several most kind of most wanted responses. You can have several things you want people to do. Uh, so, but as a salon, you would either probably get them to call you or book something or subscribe to something. Where, or get some more information. Yeah, because you probably have customers who will come to the website because they need something right then and there. You need to have something to offer them so they can, you know, get what they want. But for the other people who you drive in from your ads or from other stuff, and um, we'll get back to that a little later how you do that, but you probably want them to sign up to something. Yeah, for and instance, here's your bonus email list. For you for this one. Yeah. If you have a web designer, you're looking for a web designer, if you haven't got a website or you want to change a website and the web designer asks you what do you want it to look like as their first question, you know that you've got the wrong web designer and you should go and find somebody whose first question is what do you want your website to do for you? So there's your litmus test Um, because they don't come cheap, do they? And if they do come cheap, you can also run a mile because I've had experiences where I've had a friend of a friend do it uh, and he charged me very little, and yeah, it suited me at the time because I didn't have the cash flow, but he built the whole thing on Flash, which meant I couldn't make any changes to it. He had to make the changes himself. Things wouldn't load up for people who didn't have Flash. It was really slow. There was lots of scrolling pictures. I couldn't change the prices when we had a price increase, which we'll get to in a second. Um, it was an absolute disaster. What you're saying is that it wasn't really cheap either. It was expensive. <laughs> yeah, it was expensive shit, really. Yeah, it was, and it was shit. Yeah. I mean, and I can't fault the guy, he, you know, he wanted to do as a favour, but he didn't know what he was doing either. So this is actually it was really a blind common. leading the blind. Yes, I would just like to, you know, before, I, I don't, <laughs> I'm not the kind guy to, you know, everything was better before. That's not what I mean. But before, when you made marketing materials, stuff like that, you had to have a certain knowledge of things. What's happened now is that, you know, computers are cheap, uh, graphic programs are cheap, all the tools are really cheap, so anyone can really call themselves a web designer. And that's a real problem Mm. because they don't necessarily have the knowledge they need to have the tools, but they don't have the knowledge or the experience. And uh, coming up with pretty pictures and a pretty websites, that's really easy for someone who is talented in that, you know, who is creative and it's easy for him to create something that looks pretty. But it's not easy. It's not easy to create something that works. That's actually difficult. That takes a lot of experience to, to, to make. So it's fast economy to go for something really super cheap rather than spending the time but actually getting the designer to do what you want to do. Um, and the one thing I've noticed that most designers do, and this is something that should be banned completely, is they put social media links on the front page of the website so that you know, your homepage that everyone sort of lands on, well, technically lands on, they put up a Facebook link, 
icon. They put on the Twitter one. <clears throat> they put on the LinkedIn one. They put on the Snapchat one, Instagram one. Um, and all that's doing is giving a distraction to whoever's landed on your page to go and click into those things and then click into the next distraction, which might be cats playing violins or dogs being thrown around pub or whatever it is. They takes you off your I would like to see a cat right. playing violin. Well, I'm sure you could Google it. I'm sure YouTube I'm, I'm going to do that after off. we hung up. Yes. <laughs> but yes, you're right, but of the, course. But the, the, the principle is you want them to stay on your site as long as possible to do something, which is what you said, your action that you want them to do, not be jogged off into another stratosphere of Facebook wormholes where they you know, end up two hours later completely uh, on a different parallel universe from what you were showing them to start with. So I, I find it funny. Take to, them off your homepage. Take them uh, off. Get them off. Yes. And Remove what them. I find really interesting <laughs> is when people pay for, because many people use Facebook ads now or Google AdWords, but let's stick to Facebook ads. So they advertise on Facebook. They send people to their homepage. And what happens on the homepage? They send them straight back to Facebook. Back to Facebook. Yeah. It's really interesting. So you're actually paying people mm -hmm. to go back to Facebook. No, but... You know, we are, it's a bit tongue in cheek, but it is true. Many people will actually click. If you encourage people to go to see your Facebook page, they, they will, because people will do what they're told. So you need to tell people, you need to have this thing called a call to action where you actually, you know, tell people to do something and you need that on the website afterwards. as well. But you know, Facebook's clever. It has other things scrolling down the side and that gets yeah. your attention. They, you know, they do these things purposefully because it works for them and that takes you off into the wormhole. Oh, and and, I, and I can say, I can tell you one thing, you're not outsmarting Facebook. You're no. not outsmarting Facebook. No, they, they do what they do, they do for, some of the most, yes, yeah, keep your social media links off your website. Uh, Absolutely. It's, if you want to send people to, if you advertise somewhere and you send people to your website, it's okay to send them off to your Facebook page after they've done what you want them to do. What you want them to so do. So if they sign up yeah. or, or you know, um, made an appointment or something, it's okay to send them to the Facebook page later. What you will, most often you'd like to get their contact details first, at least, so you can follow them at up. At least, so you can give them something else, yeah. Um, and, and actually that's another thing, this is the fourth mistake, is the fact that you've got them to your page and they can't read it because it's got a picture behind blind? the words. Because they're blind? Because they're blind? Well, uh, in my demographic, and I hate to say they have to, have to tick a new age range now, which makes me very sad, uh, is... Our eyesight fails as we head into our 40s and, you know, we get more short-sighted. And it's harder to read small print and it's harder to read print that is in reverse type, which means white text on black background or, or white on text picture. on blue background or text, black text that's on a picture, you know, and then the picture has got black and parts to it and you can't see it. You know, what's the point of sending someone there if you can't read the information that you're trying to? to give them um so that comes down to attention to detail you 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 have to be able to give your potential client as much help as possible to do the thing you want them to do when they've reached that page so if you're giving them a page that they can't read or they you know they're just they're going to go off completely um they're going to go on to the next thing it's too hard you to make this process as easy as possible people are inherently lazy so they're not going to spend the time increasing the font or decreasing the 
light right. in the background, all the rest of it, they're not. They're just going to go off to the next thing. Well, some um, and uh, what most the majority will. Yeah. yeah, majority will go off to the next thing, yeah. and and that goes for spelling and errors, things like that as well. If you're not, you need to be making sure that you've got uh, things like accurate. You haven't got too much jargon in there. That you're not using industry speak, but you're actually telling a story and speaking to potential clients. Does that make sense? It makes yeah, sense. I totally agree because you're the <laughs> queen, bitch. Um, oh, we talked about distractions. I would also like to talk about something uh, else, uh, which is um, price lists, because that can be, um, you know, double-edged sword. You can use price lists to your benefit and it's worth a test. However, I see many people using them, I wouldn't say wrongly because you never know, but using them in a way that don't benefit them by just throwing up the prices on the website and say, these are our treatments and use that as a tool because see how cheap we are or something like that, which is not Yeah, now I think a huge list of all, every single price they charge for yeah. every single treatment or every single service and every single, you know, stylist level and it's huge and it's confusing and, and you encouraging price shopping. So you're encouraging people to shop around with prices because, you know, they go on the site, they look at your price and go, oh, that's more expensive than that. But you haven't given them a reason to buy from you at that point. So th th when I'm talking with my clients and I've experienced this myself is that I've asked them to test taking the prices off their site altogether and doing it for a matter of months and testing how much more inquiry they get on the phone or through an email or um, as a booking an appointment. And funnily enough, they've all said it's risen. They've all had more people ringing up. And the first question they may ask is, how much do you charge for? But they've managed because they've got that person on the phone to turn it around and say, uh, it depends on you and it's a bespoke service so we will need you to come into the salon so we can see what needs to be done before we quote your price it's in the vicinity of x but it really makes a big difference if we see you um and that converts far more people to come in the door because they're talking to somebody and they, they before they even mention prices they're talking about their problem and how they can solve it so you've got a better way of getting a client through the door if you don't have your prices on your website yes and mm -hmm. uh, what what's this is uh, what you could do is to to change around because what people normally try to do is you know sell off the page and sometimes you need to sell off the page especially if people are looking for something you need to be able to do that what you also could do on your website which which works really really well is that you could try to you know give people an introductory offer like a free consultation or something like that it doesn't even have to be free it could be a paid consultation probably should you should test it works best uh you should just well, charge more than that anyway yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway you could do that the stuff thing is, instead yeah. of having your full price list you can give them you know one or two or three options main options and if test that if you're an e-commerce site so if you're selling products online then yes you want your prices on there because you want people to buy what it is but you you probably haven't sent them straight to that page first you've probably established a relationship with them so that they know what they're getting and more how it works and all the rest of it so they're not coming in cold and very few people just buy straight off a website um they have researched the thing that they want first um and that even goes for things like amazon you kind of 
get referred or recommended a book and you'll go onto Amazon and purchase it. But it's not that it's not a straight one off it's not a straight cold purchase. You've been looking for something or you've heard about it or you've read about it or whatever it is. You don't just go in there and automatically um, see something the first thing in front of you and go purchase. You spend time thinking about it. Yeah. Um, and there's all sorts of clever ways of upselling and giving people more information about, you know, once you've bought this, you can have this as well. And, and Amazon are very, very good at doing that. But people don't tend to make what that, those kind of decisions very quickly, and especially when it comes to hair and beauty because they have to think about it. They have to trust you because a bad hair day is a bad hair year. Ooh. <laughs> 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 All right, so we talked about some mistakes people do and we said uh, a bit about what people can do. We also talked about, we're not going to go into detail there and we're going to end soon, but just wanted to say that you probably want to, what you want to do is you want to think about getting people's contact details somehow. Uh, and what you should think about there is to ask for as little as possible you need to follow them up so that could be a phone number you know a call me back something like that sign up for an email series offer something send them so offer to send them something in the post a free sample or something free information your free, your free book you know stuff like that because that is a better way of starting the re- relationship than just asking them to buy something ask them, offer to but give invite them something them in too. Yeah, and invite yeah. them in. They feel non-threatened. They get yeah. something for nothing. They get more information out of you. They can make a more informed choice. And the money and the profit is always in the long term. It's awesome. never in the one-off sale. That is so true. Oh, we God, so will cool. end there. We okay, will be cool. back in a week. Until then. So, go and change your websites. Go, 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 people, go. Change your websites and increase your prices. You've been listening to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show with Kat and Vagard. Share and sign up for your podcast updates and special bonuses at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com.